Okay, keep going. Now I'm on the podcast. So what's a podcast? Hello and welcome back to What You're Talking, a Kim's Convenience podcast. I'm Mike, and of course we have Ruby. Hi! And our guest for today has worked in the TV and film industry for years. She's an old friend and favorite of the podcast. She's known as the Queen of CBC. Let's <laughs> welcome back Mel! Hello! Hey, hey Mel, how have you been? Pretty good, considering the circumstances we're in. This is the first mm. time we've ever done this remotely, so it should be. <laughs> yeah, it's exactly. very strange. Very interesting. <laughs> And you were telling us uh, you were actually uh, in uniform today. I am. Uh, I got a t-shirt that uh, has got Miss Power on it as <laughs> as Shannon saying, I'm crushing it. And it's white, so there's no fear of getting anything on it because I'm just drinking lemon <laughs> water, so it won't stain. And I bought a few years ago when I was at the Shaw Festival, I bought a purple hoodie and so in honor of what may be a postponed season, mm-hmm. our uh, lovely Chelsea, Gabriella Sundar Singh, will not be performing this summer, I would suspect. Mm. But uh, mm. yeah, I'm cozy and comfy and ready to go. Awesome. Nice. So, of course, this season we're going to be covering both seasons three and four. I'm just curious if you had any favorites uh, for this season. Oh, I had to think about this for a while, and I hadn't watched three for, I guess, I wanted to let four settle in after we finished the season. Right. Um, and I did, I had gone back a few times last year to rewatch certain episodes. So I watched them again last night. Um, for season three, number seven, episode seven, Up a Noon Delight is kind of uh, fun. Okay. <laughs> um, and Hit and Fun, which was cute because I know it was the last episode they shot uh, over mm. at the church at Queen and oh. Carla. Um, when they had the, the bake sale, there was a poster that they'd put up outside the church that I saw when I walked by after work. So uh, the scene where they're outside and Appa chases after Oma talking about Nymo bars. Oh, um, right. So <laughs> right. that whole thing was was pretty funny. And mm-hmm. and Janet's impression of Chelsea when in the store and doing <laughs> knock knock. And bum, uh, bum. she's got it down. The tone and the voice yeah. is identical. Yeah, it's, it's insane. Hilarious. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I really got to give um, Andrea credit on that. I was floored. I'm like, how did she do that? <laughs> And then the comedic timing of Gabriella coming in right after, it's like, knock, knock. <laughs> it's like, wait, what? <laughs> Where, how, how long have you been here? <laughs> As always. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, she's so tiny. I mean, I, when we met with Andrea and Jean last summer uh, at Bad Dog, and, and Andrea said that she was even smaller than, than herself. And was like, mm-hmm. okay, she must be 4'10". <laughs> I know her, um, her Instagram handle is... Gabby Tiny Dancer, Aww. something like that. So uh, mm-hmm. yeah, she's she's pretty petite. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we haven't really seen her at any of the gatherings, uh, the no. fan gatherings. It would be nice to meet her. But mm-hmm. I wonder, y- you know, uh, there are fans who uh, have a hard time disconnecting the characters from the actors, um, especially Chelsea's character. I know right. that a lot of people 
are not fans of Chelsea, but I will say that she does an excellent job in making Chelsea not not likeable. lovable. Yeah. Oh, likeable. Yeah. <laughs> it grew on me. Um, yeah, I, oh, she- I wasn't sure where this little triangle was going to go, but uh, mm-hmm. the episode where they're in the cafe and they see the photography magazine editor, um, mm-hmm. that... I mean, you know that that's not how I react when I see people. <laughs> you know, yeah. the, the list of hundreds that I've met. Um, that uh, when people like that go crazy over, oh my god, it's her! Ah! And uh, <laughs> you know that that whole episode was was fun on its own. But um, she she was a bit of a, a parasite, to quote the. The mm-hmm. um, at first, but yeah, she did warm up. She she's quite funny, um, mm-hmm. and I with the wealth that her parents obviously have, um, they make excuses why she's not in the episodes because she's jetting mm-hmm. around to here, there, and everywhere, uh, mm-hmm. and the private club that she allows Janet to use her membership for her birthday mm-hmm. party, and so there's there's a an arrogance to her, but yeah, she's completely. True ignorant of it like she really isn't aware right. of the vibe she puts out <laughs> and uh but she plays it so well and uh i would love i was hoping to get down to shaw this summer just to see her in something but mm-hmm. uh, and i missed it last year i wish i'd seen the russian play because that got really good reviews oh. uh, mm-hmm. and brigadoon i was saw her in the commercials for that so right. it would be nice to uh to see her do something else yeah, like I, I would love to see her in a different role just to see how like she portrays it because we've never met her in person. So I, I don't have like a baseline of yeah. who she is as a person oh. versus the actor. And I would love to see like how wide her range is and what she does. I'd love to see her play a giant. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be range. Well, on Twitter um, a couple of weeks ago, um, actually it was the same, I think it was Wednesday the night, uh, 22nd. Um, the Shaw was doing a live thing online on Insta- on uh, YouTube the same mm-hmm. night as Canadian National Film Day, mm-hmm. and uh, I found a clip. I was going back before between the two, and I found a clip of her actually, and I shared it, I believe, but uh, I don't think anybody noticed it on Twitter. But she was sitting waiting for her cue to perform whatever she was going to do. I missed it. But she oh. uh, she was nervous, getting mm-hmm. ready for her her spot, and she was going oh. over her lines. And uh, I found that really interesting. That it doesn't matter how polished you think someone is, everybody's mm-hmm. the same when it comes sure. to performing. That you think when you see them doing their thing that mm-hmm. you know they're the ultimate professional and they do this. And then you think, well, if I were doing that, I'd be scared out of my wits. But <laughs> so were they. You know, so are they. You know, there are a lot of actors that I've heard of that will throw up before they go on stage. Oh, yeah, for sure. think that after all the years they've been doing it, they wouldn't have to do that. But that's part of their ritual. That's mm-hmm. That's how they get into their, their head their before yeah. they perform. You know, whatever it is, that's what they do. <laughs> yeah, it's just like, it's just like athletes, right? They, yeah. they have like their little things. They still get nervous, even though they're playing the same game all the time. Mm-hmm. It's, it's the same sort of concept, I think. And that's why the ritual is like wearing your stinky sock Ugh, every game. Gross. <laughs> so disgusting. <laughs> so just diving in. Um, so if you've listened to the podcast before, you'll know that we used to do everything episode by episode, but we wanted to change it up a bit this season for a number of reasons. Number one, 
Um, we don't have as much time to record as we used to, um, <laughs> but uh, we wanted to make sure that we got good content. So we will be focusing on themes and the people behind the show. So today we're going to talk a lot about the Handy Crew and basically the kitchen sink of the rest of the cast members minus the main cast because there's just so many good people on the show mm -hmm. and so many good people that we need to talk about. Um, so let's start with Handy. Uh, my first fun fact with this, and um, it is something that uh, our Kimbit brain trust was kind of uh, going <laughs> back and forth about the other day, but Handy was originally, and I guess all the major indoor shots were shot at uh, Shoreline Studios, but they changed studios, and I think it's to Pinewood studios in uh, season three and four yeah i'm not sure if the name is pinewood there isn't anything on the building um yeah <laughs> i went around there i know colin had mentioned they're renovating the first the front part that faces eastern right it used to belong to i think if i can get it right if it's atlantis um which was headed up by a guy named michael mcmillan Okay. And he, whatever production, it was a film production uh, office. Yeah. And they merged with Alliance, which was run by Robert Lantosh. Uh. So it became Alliance Atlantis. So when that oh. happened, they moved everybody out of there and they went up to Bloor Street. And that building now uh, is run by Shaw, uh, Global Television, etc. cetera. Oh. Um, so once they left, then... Filmport was the name that was on the front of the building. Yes, yes, and I saw that. So when Kim's moved up there, Filmport sort of disappeared. The building was starting to be renovated. It still got, uh, uh, they put some new glass in. And when you take Heward, which is the street that runs south, and it goes right to the end, and that's where Building B is, and that's what they uh, face up as the offices, the entrance for Handy. Mm. Um, there's really no name, even on Google Maps, there's nothing there. Yeah, exactly. I, I was uh, trolling on Google Maps for a <laughs> while, and I was doing as many Google searches as I could for anything. Mm -hmm. And I, the references, uh, talking to you and Colin, uh, looking at Filmport, it then said they renamed it to Pinewood, but, you know, you, you can't trust Wiki, really. Yeah, it could no. have been some dude... It's just Who, some, yeah. It could have been me. I probably just did it <laughs> for fun. <laughs> it it might be under their control. It's there's just never been anything obvious on the building. But yeah, the yeah. the big pine wood is on commissioners, and it's quite a oh. very obvious looking building. It's got all these blocks of yellow and green and blue. I and, think I've seen that shot in in Kim's before. Like they've used that to show some sort of building. Of, yeah. Like I don't remember if it was a hospital or art exhibit or something. Mm -hmm. I remember seeing that exact shot from Google somewhere in the show. I just need to go back and dig. Maybe mm -hmm. Chris can do it for us and <laughs> let us I'll know. And share it. Yeah. Yeah. The hospital that uh, where Raj works is actually Bridgepoint Health. Yeah. Yes. Right. Uh, We've been yes. there before yeah, too. That yeah. That one we've been. On Gerard. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's uh, it's actually a really nice facility. It mm -hmm. is a very nice facility with a nice like rooftop yeah. uh, area. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I've got a story I won't relate here because it's quite long <laughs> and involved. But a friend of ours was having physio there, and so we went to visit and went up top on that rooftop garden. And yeah, the funny we've been thing there. Was that the Ballard family put money into uh, making it happen? That's and this awesome, guy's a yeah. Leafs fan, so it, it all worked out. <laughs> 
<laughs> so, so going back to um, film porter, Pinewood, or whatever it is right well, now. Studio, yeah. um, so it's nice that uh, they sort of intertwine that with the story too, because mm-hmm. they explain it in season three as the handy expansion, mm-hmm. uh, which uh, kind of explains their major cha- uh, change in set design. <clears throat> Which is a nice sort of continuity change. They, they they explain that from the get-go. So when you're looking at it, it's like, that doesn't look quite the same. It's not as brightly lit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> at least to mm-hmm. me, that's the first thing I thought. Um, what I really like about Handy by Season 3 is that they're so well gelled as a team that it has basically become a show on its own. Mm-hmm. Um, now, I remember Michael Musi over a number of interviews, especially the most... Uh, last couple of them he's kind of said that um basically if you were to ask him in his point of view what the show was about <laughs> it's about a car rental place yeah <laughs> and if you had taken out handy and separated it from kim's it really could be like oh, they yeah. already show, have yeah. all their own essential off. people yeah it yeah. could be um yeah, I would love to see that if Kim's ever ends. Like, they just, okay, Terrence, you're going to be the boss from now on. <laughs> Figure out something. Power. To... <laughs> yeah, and that's one thing that uh, you, we're starting to see with Terrence's character. He's he's evolving, just like all of them. They're all mm-hmm. evolving. And uh, it, it's been really interesting to see them to bring more new players into it. Of course, we have our main players. We have Kimchi, Shannon, Jung, and then our new secondary players to them, uh, Omar, Stacy. Well, I could almost say that Terrence has become a main player at Handy as well. Yeah, definitely. And um, uh, Michael saying that, you know, his role of Terrence kind of expanded from one line to being <laughs> multiple episodes because they just loved having him on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, I, I kind of see that same sort of evolution with uh, Omar and Stacy as well. Mm-hmm. That, uh, well, I'm sure that they planned for more than one line for them, but uh, you get to see more of them as the season, uh, between Develops, season three and yeah. season four. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But at the end of season three, when they have the barbecue, I've yes. worked with people like that. When they come out and they say, you know, is this a company-related thing? And do we have yeah. to stay? And they say, well, no. And, okay, bye. Yep. <laughs> like, I know people exactly like that. I've worked with people like that. <laughs> it was really funny when they did that. It's like, yep, I know you. <laughs> Um, also among the, some of the new characters that they introduce other than Omar and Stacey is Katie, who's Shan's best, best friend, friend from yeah. back in, I guess, her university days or something. I think so, because they mm-hmm. were roommates, right? And another one that I found that appears more than once is not Melissa, or they call her not Melissa. Um, <laughs> and then there's a whole bunch of just people in the background, which I didn't really look up. But mm-hmm. um, it seems that at least Handy is not such a revolving door of employees that it was in season one. It's got some mainstays in there, and yeah. <laughs> which is good. At least biz- it looks like business is good then, or at least Shan's. Well, uh, they've merged two different um, branches, branches, right? That's right. So then I guess it kind of explains for some of the characters disappearing and then having this this steady set of employees that are going to be here for good because they talk about it it's like oh yeah the merge has made things a little awkward or a little weird a little different and all these people are different they kind of like bring it out in the episodes it's funny that those like little one-liners for people like us it's like okay yeah you explain it we're good we're good enough that's good they mentioned it it's enough (laughs) (laughs) 
I kind of found that Omar and Stacey are kind of playing the role of old Jung and old kimchi. Mm. Um, the reason why I say this is because um, in comedies, when you're trying to advance uh, characters, generally that changes, uh, you know, when you're making them more mature, more aware of themselves, the comedy also changes for them. They usually don't go back to those same sort of jokes. So I find that um, Omar kind of takes a place of junk. He's sort mm. of that confident, charming guy. And he's he's also happens to be interested in Shannon. Yep. And then you got Stacy, who, in my mind, like Kimchi, season one, season two, scene stealer all the time. Yeah. And I feel that Stacy, she just kills it every time she's on on the uh, show. And she she seems comfortable being in the garage, the way Kimchi was. Yes. You know, if, and if she exactly. finds a cake or she finds an iPod or gum in a car, she's going <laughs> to yeah. take it. Yep. Yeah, one of my favorite lines was uh, when they were passing around that card and, you know, when Jung was saying, I love you to that customer mm-hmm. and everybody around. And then Stacy turns around, I, we talked about this. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Stacy played by, uh, I, I hope I Akosia? A scene stealer. Uh, we watched Akosia do a live reading with Michael and Nicole for a friend show called mm-hmm. uh, URU. And uh, she was hilarious. Uh, <laughs> yes, she's she basically was. playing this role of a CEO of some tech company while Nicole, I believe she was like a university student or something. Uh, she's a university student. But like she an idealistic like... kind of kid kind of role yeah like a, a dreamer <clears throat> and uh, michael was like a lab technician at uh, <laughs> at uh, lab uh Ecosia's company mm-hmm. and you could see the chemistry between the three of them and it's just a reading mm-hmm. right but mm-hmm. there was this really good chemistry between the three of them you could tell that they were so well grooved into each other mm-hmm. that uh it, it it was just really funny for a reading I yeah mean, there was no really acting. They were just sort of reading their lines. Mm. Yeah, but they were they were still mm. acting into it. I think Nicole and um, Michael had a bit more acting into it. Um, for some reason, I I personally felt that Akosia what Akosia there Akosia 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 okay. I think for Akosia like her personality just comes through in that character so she didn't really need to bring like any extra sets of skills to it it was just her being herself but in that role or at least that's how i felt Hmm. when um when i was watching her read and it was it was brilliant it was amazing and it's like i can picture all of this happening even though it was just a reading with limited set limited to next to no set (laughs) so that's true yeah it was very enjoyable and did they uh, use we missed... tables or did they have music stands? Um, Akosia had a music stand, but most most other people, some people had to because they were in and out. I think they were just mm. holding them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Uh, they did have music stands too. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Did they stand when they read their lines? Y- yeah, they mm. they stood. Um, I think the only person who wasn't reading really was Nicole. She had actually memorized yeah. most of her lines. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, also Ecosia was, yeah, it was, it was pretty good. Uh, I'm sure they'll it? put it on. Well, it was a fringe show, so they're usually Sometimes limited. they make it. Yeah. So you never know. And it seemed very popular. So I would think. Next year. Yeah. yeah. 
<laughs> Next year, it might not, not just be a reading. No, no yeah. fringe this year. No, no. Oh, yeah. No. Oh. <laughs> So, um, next up we have Omar, who's played by Ziad Ek. Ek, yeah. Yeah. Uh, you should really have flushed the names out before Yeah, we did I know. I, I did it in my head. Oh, but Ziad's then... right. I asked him. Oh, you did? Okay. Oh. Yes. Yeah. Oh, you've run into him No, I, I just tweeted to him. Oh. <laughs> like, I did that with Sujit, too. Um, oh, okay. When the show first started, just in case. Because we had, Rick and I had met him years ago during tiff we were walking along king street and this was shortly after um little mosque had ended Hmm. and we just walked past and we saw him we got chatting with him but i didn't say his name because i wasn't sure Mm. at the time so i actually i couldn't remember his name (laughs) at the time (laughs) um but then he popped up on another show uh, an american in canada and then kim's came along so once we got friendly with everybody, and I thought, okay, I got to ask because I want to know exactly how to pronounce your name. Oh, of course. So I just asked. I tweeted Ziad and just asked him just in case if he shows up to one of our events in the future. <laughs> For sure. Yeah, he's, ready. he seems pretty young. Like, uh, I was looking at his IMDb. He doesn't have a lot of projects under his belt yet. No, but... he, um, uh, there was another actor uh, who was in. He was in the episode in the store where Appa pretends that he's shopping mm-hmm. and he's standing oh. behind him. Yes, yes. And they're and they're looking for oh. the owner of the store and <laughs> yep. he turns around and he says, bit. "Well, aren't you the owner?" and he says, "Why right. do you think that?" and he says, "Well, you're wearing slippers." Yeah. And so that actor got his actra yes. accreditation uh through the lines he did on Kim's and so did Zia. Oh. Oh. Really? Yeah. Okay. So from season 2 uh, 3 into 4 uh, he was able to get his membership uh, into ACTRA by the credits he had on uh, Kim's. Well, I know Ziad had a lot of scenes to do that, but that other actor, he, he had that one episode and there wasn't that many no, lines, he, right? No, he's, he's been on a number of episodes. Oh, has yeah, he? Yeah, the there was another one. Yeah. I think, just I think, you know, one-liners, but that's yeah. all you need. I think there's another one with like an express checkout and he was there too. Uh, and okay. another episode I need Didn't to look. The, was he not the one who bought the soup? From the freezer? Soup from the freezer. Oh, maybe. Oh, back in well, season two. Soup? Uh-huh, that, that's a good point. Yeah, probably. I gotta go back and look I think at that. Yeah. Someone <laughs> men- I think Gene mentioned it, but I'm not sure that's the hmm. same guy. It was such a quick shot. Yeah, it was very quick. <laughs> um, yeah, so it, it's funny that we're talking about him. I remember Andrew mentions in his IG live with Michael Musi. They, they were talking about Ziad and uh, that this was... I guess one of his bigger roles in mm. his career so far, mm-hmm. because uh, they're joking that he kind of walked on set and he's like, is it always this easy to get roles like this? <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk about Michael, uh, mm. AKA Terrence. Uh, so Terrence, there's been so much happening with him in this season or last two seasons. He becomes a manager. Uh, back manager. Back manager. Oh, <laughs> well, he's still a manager. I don't know. I feel like his, it's just, like a title they gave him, but it's not really a position. Well, that's what Jung kind of fudged. He's... Yeah, that's what he was trying to do, right? It. Yeah. <laughs> but it, it's 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 nice to see that growth between for Kimchi. Like I found uh, Kimchi had grown so much in the last, well, over this whole season, yeah, all four seasons at this point, mm-hmm. that he had actually chosen his, you know, Terrence to be the back manager instead of Jung, you mm-hmm. know, his best friend. Mm-hmm. I feel like there was a reason for that. <laughs> yeah, he said because of seniority. That's why. Was of that it really? 
that's gonna be another podcast <laughs> where I don't have to research. So thanks. Um, so we find out he has a collection of capes, still lives with his mom, plays the flute, can really eat spicy foods, and he doesn't Which like the he obviously can. Yes. Yeah. Really. In real life. And, and kimchi slash Andrew <laughs> cannot. <laughs> no. That IG. So they did an IG live where. That um, was so funny. When Paul, Michael, and Andrew were uh, just after that episode. Sauce. Yeah. They challenged each other Channel. to eat wings with a whole bunch of a range of sauces. And I don't know if they prearranged like the level of spicy at that point. Yeah. Because so by the time. Had, yeah. The last one is the spiciest. Yeah. But I remember when they got to like five and six, they're like, well, that was kind of sweet. That wasn't really spicy. Mm-hmm. But anyway. Uh, Paul at all. Yeah. Yeah. He had no problems. Well, I, just... I wasn't sure what he was going to do, but I was really surprised at Andrew's reaction. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if Andrew is kind of just playing off it. It was kind of like, you know uh, what? This is going to be boring for people if they don't see a reaction. I no, I, I'm pretty sure that was legit. He, I he, feel like he, he was, was in pain. Yeah. He gargled milk. <laughs> yeah. Which is really gross, by the way. Yeah, <laughs> That's the only thing that's going to kill it. Ooh, oh. Ice cream. Real ice cream. <laughs> yeah, not that crap Paul brought. That was yeah, no. <laughs> oh. that dairy cream. treats. <laughs> that wasn't even, I, it was, what do you call it, a frozen dessert. Oh, yeah. right. It wasn't ice cream. Yeah. Yeah, no. You can eat. Yeah, there's a big difference. Because it doesn't have enough milk content. That's why it won't no. help you kill it. Milk or cream content. <laughs> <laughs> Spoken from the ice cream aficionados here. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, on the other hand, I don't think you would want to take good ice cream to fix that problem. You would want to enjoy good ice cream, right? Yes, that's true. Well, it doesn't have to be good ice cream. It could just be like something with a high fat content ice cream. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so uh, we also found out that he actually doesn't like being called T-Bone or Uh, (laughs) T-Bag. He dated Gwen, which we'll get back to that soon. (laughs) Um, You don't ever want to mess with his puzzles, Hmm. uh, (laughs) which I, that was like my favorite Terrence moment right there. It was like, Oh no, is he really going to blow up? Oh my god, he actually blew up. This is awesome. <laughs> that was funny. Yeah. <laughs> That's he, one I rewatched last night. And yeah, it was much better on the second time. <laughs> Especially when Shannon starts choking on the piece and yeah. slaps it to the window. Yeah. I'd love to see the, uh, the, the filming of that. Just mm. how they got it to stick to the glass. <laughs> That's true. I, yeah, I, I imagine that would be like CG, no? It could be uh, double-sided glue. Oh, uh, special effects. Or yeah. something, yeah. <laughs> um, so uh, the one good thing about being back manager, he actually knows his safety protocol pretty well. Yeah. You, in the blue shirt, call 911. <laughs> you, in the flower shirt, call 911. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I don't know if that's knowing your safety protocol or he's just in a panic mode. Yeah, but his no, reaction. that's what you do in first aid classes. Yeah, mm. exactly. The first yeah. thing that you do is you get help. And then Especially you if you don't know questions. anybody. Exactly. Mm. And um, yeah, that that's that's... That's the bulk of Terrence. Uh, of course, there's a lot more that we learn in the these two seasons. But um, uh, Michael himself has been involved in a bunch of other TV projects. Uh, mm-hmm. He appeared in Little Italy, uh, which was a film that Andrew had starred in. Uh, Rodrigo also was part of that. Part of that as well. <laughs> I, 
I don't know if that was the main movie though. What? No. Oh, right. Yeah. He does at the end. At the end, right? Yeah, he's at the airport. Mm-hmm. He also has a producer credit for a movie called The Toll, which I think was supposed to feature sometime this year, but again, COVID and everything. I don't know what happened with it. <laughs> and I of course, about Hogtown. And Hogtown yes. as well. Yes. Um, I don't know what's happening with that, but I don't know either. Like I like the trailers. <laughs> yeah, it was about him being a foodie, basically. Yeah. Yeah, that was a that was good. Nicole's in that too. Yes. yes. And they I, seem to play play off each other very well. <laughs> <laughs> well, in real life, they're like good friends. Yeah, um, they are buddies. Yeah, on Twitter, you can see them uh, going back and forth. You see videos of them together getting food and whatnot. So, yeah, in real life, they're cool, good friends. Mm-hmm. Um, next up, we have Jenny, or sorry, Jenny B. Raven, who plays Gwen in the show she first appears in season three and of course she's the love interest of kimchi mm-hmm. um quick things we learn she's a courier she likes baby talk <laughs> oh god that was gross <laughs> that, that whole that the the highland dancing thing and the yeah I, I gotta go back and watch that one i mean it was pretty funny when when jung and and shannon are reversing their dance moves yeah yes but the the baby talk thing that that was just too much (laughs) um yeah and then her character even evolves uh or we learn more about her over Mm -hmm. time um at first she seems very sweet to kimchi i mean it's initial dating stages and then we find out she wasn't too happy about kimchi undervaluing that six month mark with i guess a dinner and I, I guess wouldn't she was say it's undervaluing. It's more so like... She was expecting something? Yeah, like at least a small gift, especially since um, seeing Shannon getting this like extravagant piece of jewelry for their, what, <laughs> five-week anniversary? Like, I think it's just like a normal reaction. It's like, oh, wow, they've been dating for five weeks and he gets her like this, I don't know, super expensive-looking piece of jewelry where, yes, we shared a great moment and a great dinner, but it's not something I can like cherish for like... <laughs> another time <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but then the other thing was um she had moved in uh, by the season four finale she had moved into uh, the jung chi apartment and mm-hmm. then she finds out that jung is still going to be there yeah she is not happy like <laughs> well i can imagine like if i were a, the girlfriend of somebody and then you're telling me we're going to live together by ourselves and then all of a sudden it's like no your roommate's still there and he doesn't even have a door to his room it's kind of awkward (laughs) yeah that's fair but it just i don't know i figured that she'd be the type to kind of sit with that for a while but i guess it's a comedy so you got to show all that stuff yes (laughs) uh so jenny has appeared in a bunch of shows uh like black mirror designated survivor shadow hunters yeah i I didn't know about shadow hunters because that's probably the only show that we've watched of those three mm-hmm. and a bunch of other ones. Um, yeah, I'm just trying I still to don't remember her character in Shadowhunters, though. Yeah, I need, I need to look that up again. We weren't that close with Shadowhunters. <laughs> it was just something that played in the background a lot. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah, uh, rounding off the handy people, we have Katie, uh, played by Gwen Phillips. Now, her first appearance was in that Wi-Fi episode. She runs into Shan and Jung at the bar, Mm -hmm. which is kind of funny because they've been good friends for a while, and then she kind of just runs into her for the first time in a long time. 
Well, I think that happens with a lot of people like you, you have really good friends in high school, you have really good friends in university, and then you kind of lose contact with them, right? Mm -hmm. So then they probably grew apart because, you know, life, everyone grows up in maturity. So then all of a sudden bumping into this friend that you were so close to before Mm -hmm. was kind of like exciting. The only part that I thought was really weird was if Gwen's character came into a bar at like a night, shouldn't she be meeting with someone? Like she wouldn't be coming <laughs> to the bar. The bar That's yourself. true. Yeah. So it's like, so she ditched her her friends. Like I didn't understand what happened there on the other side of things. Maybe she's getting takeout from a bar. Oh, maybe they have good wings. <laughs> maybe yeah. or nachos. Explaining why she was there. Yeah. Mm. Oh well. And uh, Gwen points out that at the premiere event that we had back in January. Uh, so a whole bunch of like cast members had shown up. It was Gwen, Rodrigo, uh, Chris Hagen, who plays sketchy looking dude, um, <laughs> serial guy, which is Gavin Williams, and of course Paul and Andrew. Am I missing anybody? Michael was there. Michael? He no, was there? he wasn't. wasn't no, either? he wasn't there. No. I'm thinking yeah. of a different event. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> There's been so many. We've been spoiled. Yeah, I know. Sorry. <laughs> we should just look at the pictures. <laughs> so they all got a chance to talk about their characters. And she said at the premiere that uh, Katie and Gwen herself, they're pretty similar. And she said the first time she met Nicole, it was almost like they had known each other for a long time, Mm -hmm. which is, I guess, in terms of a fan point of view, it's something that you want to hear. It's like, okay, that chemistry is real. Yay. (laughs) (laughs) And she had auditioned for Shannon. Oh, that I didn't know. Neither did I. She mentioned that. At the at the event as well. Oh. oh. Okay. Yeah, I totally missed that. That's a that's really interesting. It might not have been a conversation you had with her. <laughs> no. I'm not sure if she said it to the room. Or oh, really? I'm not. Sh- I don't know where I heard it. If I, I'm sure, she, I I thought she said it to everybody. But um, yeah, she had auditioned for Shannon originally. Oh. That's hilarious. Huh. It's just funny because we find out like all these secondary characters that come back in different seasons of Kim's audition for other roles. Because I remember Tino was telling us that she originally auditioned for the Janet role because she played that role in her her university, like, I guess, sort of thesis play, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And Nyong, too. She auditioned for that. Oh. Oh, I didn't know that. (laughs) Really? (laughs) I believe that's what she told you, yeah, because oh. I think that's why they kept her in mind for Jeannie, uh, just because they had seen her doing two other, other times. Mm. Mm. Oh, right, 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 characters. right. Nyong, right. Nyong, yeah. Right, right, right. Um, so Gwen uh, has a bunch of projects under her belt. She's a comedian, and she also has her own podcast. I think it's called the Templeton Harmonics. Uh, you can find it on her Twitter. It has a link there. And... Uh, Somebody she collaborates with a lot is Rodrigo. And Rodrigo uh, is also known as Enrique Yep, in the show. Who's been through all the seasons. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, he's a favorite. I mean, when we talk about customers, uh, there are a couple names that come up. Frank, Enrique. Frank's not really a customer, though. Well, I mean, he shows up at the store. I'm classifying all those guys as customers. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, uh did i say serial guy yes yeah i did okay those are gonna be my next day i talk about anyway so 
so um, with Enrique, I mean, he he shows up once in a while, you know, for a quick scene or two. But we find out that he's really close with his sister. Mm-hmm. Uh, he still really wants to be good friends with Tapa. Like, really <laughs> wants to be good yeah. friends with Tapa. And uh, he, he enrolled in CrashFit. He's actually trying to be healthy. And it kind of shows in uh, Rodrigo's form, like, from seasons, like, one, two, and three. You can see that he's actually really trimming out. <laughs> I, I mentioned that. And he's like, yeah, yeah. Well, he didn't say much about it, but that's all he said. <laughs> it could be for his other roles, too, right? We've seen him in commercials and stuff. He's been in, like, a lot, a lot of, of shows. Ads, yeah. 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 Gotta pay the bills, man. Mm-hmm. But, like, I was looking at it. He's also been in, like, Baroness Von Sketch. He's been in, in Save Me. He's And he's also... Re- launched his own album called Fogs and Lasers. That is funny. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I've listened a to a part of, of the it. The Gwyn's in one of the songs that he did called I Hope This Wins a Grammy. <laughs> <laughs> it is a brilliant song. It's really funny. There's a lot of adult content to the yes. to the mm-hmm. album as well that right. uh, we can't really discuss, but um, <laughs> that that's more of a general audience kind of song. It's pretty mm-hmm. good. As a Marvel fan, I kind of want him to see him being cast in a Marvel movie just because um, His he, love. <laughs> he is deeply in love with the character Venom. Uh, mm-hmm. I've always been a Spider-Man fan. So uh, when I saw that he, this guy's like cosplaying as Venom, I'm like, oh, my God, this is Enrique. That's freaking cool. <laughs> yeah, his range amazes me because Enrique in like, Kim's convenience is so different from Rodrigo. Yeah. And it's completely different from any of the other stuff I've seen him do. And it's just like, wow. Like even his commercials, it's not that it's not that character. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it, even when he's up and fun and silly, it's still a completely different character than um Enrique is. Yeah. So. Rodrigo was mentioning in the premiere event that when he's doing Enrique, he's basically channeling his mom. Mm-hmm. And that's basically how he got the role. <laughs> and his parents had told him, like, you know, 30 years of making fun of us is paying off yeah. now. <laughs> <laughs> so next up, we have the serial guy, Gavin Williams. Uh, we've had the pleasure of watching him do improv mm-hmm. a number of times at this point. I think we've talked a lot about it in the podcast as well. Um, But if you haven't seen this guy do improv, you have to see this guy do improv. Him (laughs) and Andrew are like an awesome tag team. Mm -hmm. Um, That goes back to their history of Gavin actually coming from Calgary originally. And the two of them have been playing uh, years before uh, Andrew did kimchi or has been doing kimchi. Yeah, so but they they basically been doing improv years before Kim's Convenience even came out. So they've they've had that connection and they know how to play off of each other. And so when we watch them in improv shows at Bad Dog, it's just it's just like a natural thing because of I would assume more than 10 years of experience <laughs> together now, right? <laughs> so they're a very dyna- dynamic duo that you you would love to catch the show to, trust me. Uh yeah, so he's probably my favorite customer like his comedic timing is so on point like season Mm -hmm. three and season four uh season three where he appears twice in the same episode asking for cereal (laughs) i I think it was uh cutie pie yes when uh, was he asking for cereal well, he he just happened to be in the store, right, at the right, same right. time. Yeah, and then well, Alma assumes that he's asking. Yes. Well, <laughs> right. she wasn't really paying attention to him. 
And then uh, season four in the tattoo episode, uh, Janet's getting it uh, looked by Raj. <laughs> oh, Raj. And then it's yes. like, I saw the oh, sign, that but. Was uh... So good. Oh. <laughs> he startled me, actually, when he did. He startled me just as much as he startled them. Yeah, I know. It's like, whoa, what? <laughs> like, uh, you, you always wonder if it's like things in post production, the way they did their cuts and everything. But I would have to say, watching Gavin actually do improv mm-hmm. that that's him that's really him yeah doing all that <laughs> um for his projects i know he's been in a bunch of commercials i remember seeing him in i think it was a bounty commercial yeah oh the the what is it laundry detergent thing yeah some sort of hmm. laundry oh no no sorry thing. bounty is the the paper the towel sheets. thing sheets. yeah the sheets. sheets right and uh according to his imdb he's also been on Shit's creek as well oh yeah we haven't oh. watched that too much. I've seen I've seen them all. Um, <laughs> I can't remember. Yeah, um, I'd have to go back and watch yeah. Shit's Creek. Well, yeah. they're rerunning them on Tuesdays after Kim's oh, okay. now from the beginning, so I'll have to watch it for that. Or if you're in I Canada, you can watch it on, on CBC Gem for free, <laughs> as Cass has been saying for Kim's. At any time you want. <laughs> uh, so just... Going a little bit further, uh, we have some of Appa's friends. We have Mr. Meta, which we learned in season, I don't know, season three or season four. His first name is actually Sanjeev. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, I think that was three, right? Appa, I can't even say it. The way that they've done the, the tongue twisters and stuff. It's when Gerald gets appendicitis. Ah. And they're so talking three. about yeah. uh, movies. Mm-hmm. Right, 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 right. And, um, Mrs. Meta is talking to Ama. You're right. And she, and she mentions his name. Right. We also learn uh, Mrs. Meta's name, uh, Anjali, uh, in the show. And both of them, well, particularly Sujit, who plays Mr. Meta, he's been really busy. Mm-hmm. I was looking at his IMDb. He has all these new projects uh, on there. One particular one, a new show called Transplant, where he has a bunch of credits on. And Dr. apparently... Singh. Yes. Interesting, yeah. Yes. And uh, apparently he's also been on Clifford the Big Red Dog, I guess, doing voice, voice acting as well. Oh. Yeah. Cute. Well, maybe not as Clifford. No, but, <laughs> but uh, the friends. <laughs> well, Transplant is brilliant. It's it's a it's well written. It's the team is brilliant. It's, mm. it's really good. I don't do a lot of medical procedural shows like that, but mm-hmm. it's be, being a Canadian cast mm-hmm. um, with John Hanna thrown in for an import big name um <laughs> it's a really good show i remember seeing the lead in another show that i've seen um well, hamza uh he was in the indian detective yes that's why played yes. played twins yes I remember. and he was also in a show that was on cbc called this life yeah oh, okay with uh lauren lee smith uh he played she's on she's frankie drake um oh. he played a character that her character was fake marrying to keep him in the country <laughs> <laughs> of course um yeah so elora who plays um mrs meta she yeah she's also done a lot of projects as well i found out that she she did titans right as well right we she, found her in there <laughs> yeah her and um pauline pauline way who plays the dim sum cart lady yeah. in season mm-hmm. two they both were ticket people in Titans. That's yeah. what I found hilarious. And we're like, hey, that face <laughs> looks familiar. She's also been on Shits as well. 
And, yeah, she's uh, in season six. And Corner as well. So she's mm-hmm. been doing the Canadian circuit. And I think the she, reason, though, she doesn't do a lot of acting is because she and her brother and her mother run a dance company. What? Mm. Yeah, that's what I found out. Oh, that's oh. cool. So she is trained in a type of dance called Odissi or Orvisi. Mm. Uh, it's where she was born in India. And she and her mother, her mother is a trained dancer in this style. And she and her brother run a company. Um, I believe this, the studio is in Burlington. Oh, wow. Uh, or that's where she grew up. Um, it's called uh, Chitralaka. C-H-I-T-R-A-L-E-K-H-A. Okay. Oh. And she, uh, they, he's, their brother's a brilliant dancer and they, they go into competitions and stuff. But oh, that's, wow. I think that's what keeps her busy when she's not doing acting. Mm. Oh, okay. Well, we've also seen her in play production. Oh, right. Sisters. We, yeah. we were all there. Yep. Yeah. So I, and I, I, I thought I remember her saying that she's done like other plays, but I've, it's just things that we haven't seen. Yeah, a lot of the Kim's cast has done a lot of soul pepper work, but mm-hmm. um, yeah, particularly her, I haven't really looked that up. Okay. Um, of course, we, uh, if we're going to talk about Mr. Meta. We definitely have to talk about Mr. Chin, who's played by John Ng. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's like my favorite person to interact with on Twitter. I call him the king of Twitter. Fair. He is so funny. <laughs> so funny so smart um literally every time that i interact with them somehow like sujit or paul gets mixed up and they just go on forever mm-hmm. and uh yeah he's such a smart guy he's been in a lot of doing a lot of theater work um i do have some other kind of movie things rising suns he's been on second gen a couple years back when that was running um yeah, and for the first time, he appears uh, with another, I guess, cast member. He appears with Sujit mm-hmm. and Paul for the first time in Cutie Pie, I think. Yes, it was yeah, Cutie Pie. Was yeah. The weather, it's everywhere. Yeah, that <laughs> one. That one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a meme we've been using many, many times since then. <laughs> Uh, so going down the list, uh, I guess we're getting down to church people before we do. I mean, another big one is, uh, with Frank, who's Derek McGrath. Is that right? Oh, Derek McGrath has been around a long time. Yes. A very long time. Mm-hmm. Um, I used to, I remember seeing him on Little Mosque. Uh, oh. He was, uh, the Reverend, uh, Duncan, uh, oh crap. I forgot his last name. Um. <laughs> And I've been watching it regularly, too. McGee. Here it is. Oh. Uh, yeah, Duncan McGee. And he was on the show from the beginning up to 2011. He did the some Police Academy movies, or number four. Mm-hmm. Um, but he started off uh, in the early part. He's, he's a singer-songwriter. Oh, really? Uh, wow. Comedic singing. Oh. Sing, uh, songwriting. <laughs> but... Um, He's worked in the business a long time, and he doesn't have a social media profile, which yes. most people of his generation just either you're in it or you're not. Yeah, and he's just not. Um, but yeah, he's uh, he did the LA thing for a bit as well. Ma- appeared in Dallas, Married with Children, mm. New oh. Heart. Um, but uh, he did a show here called She's the Mayor, oh, okay. uh, which was all Canadian 
cast. Uh, Colin Mockery was in it. Tanya Lee Williams from Young and the Restless, oh, wow. who is from Pickering. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, Oshawa, actually. Um, Paul Constable. Um, so if you go into his IMDb and you can look up, I was watching a couple of episodes of She's the Mayor, and it's sort of the timing and the pacing of it is very much like Little Mosque. Mm-hmm. It reminded me very much of, of that style of show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember. Derek from another show, a Canadian show back in my childhood called uh, My Secret Identity, which starred mm. Jerry O'Connell. Mm-hmm. I, I hope I'm saying his name right. And yep. Derek, Derek was the professor and Jerry was this, this teenage kid with like superpowers and he had to figure out stuff. And uh, yeah, when I saw him as Frank, I'm like, he looks so familiar. <laughs> and when I looked him up, I'm like, oh my God, if it wasn't for that beard. Yeah, he's he totally looks the same. <laughs> Oh man! That, well, there's a, a tie-in with uh, one of our other um, minor characters, if you can call it that. Mm-hmm. Uh, he did a movie called Charlie Bartlett, which was shot here. Okay. And uh, Ishan Dave, who plays Raj, was in it. Oh. oh. Okay. We haven't seen Raj in anything. I'm finding that there are a lot of projects, especially done recently, where it seems like. There are a lot of Kim's people involved. Like uh, Sujit was involved in a project called Kitty Mamas or Mama Kitties or something like that. And <laughs> when I looked at it, it was like there was Paul, there's uh, Elora, Sujit, oh, and yeah. I think there's like two other members. Probably Rodrigo because Rodrigo's in everything. <laughs> and um, oh, I can't remember now. But I was looking. I'm like, my God, this is like like a Kim's reunion here. Mm-hmm. So it's it's interesting how they get tied into projects like that. I wonder if like they have like oh I know a guy he'd be really good for this. Why don't you get him like Little Italy? Right. Uh, the amount of like Kim's mm. people that showed up in that as well. Oh well, yeah, that was a Kim's reunion too. For sure, yeah. <laughs> like who wasn't in that? <laughs> More so, who was? Um. So I guess we're getting into church people. I wanted to talk about Pastor Nina, but I know uh, before Pastor Nina also came Pastor Choi. Yes. Uh-huh. Uh, and I believe he's played by Hiro Kanagawa. Yeah. And he was only in season one, right? Yeah. Season one. Yeah. yeah. Well, primarily because uh, Hiro's main thing is uh, as a playwright. Oh, okay. No. Uh, he won in 2017. He won the Governor General's Literary Award yes. for mm-hmm. his play Indian Arm, which I've read. It's very good. And uh, he's working on an adaptation, screen ver- uh, play, uh, stage version of Mark Sakamoto's Forgiveness. Okay. Oh, wow. And it's recently had his third reading of that, mm-hmm. but everything else now, of course, is on hold as to mm. what happens with the production next. Right. I'm not sure where they are in terms of getting it on stage, but he's had three readings of uh, of the piece. And just for me, because I don't quite get what that means, does that mean like with <laughs> each of these kind of, when you're taking things from written to, to a play, how many readings mm. would be kind of normal before it uh, gets up there? I th- Three doesn't surprise me. Okay. Um, he would probably just maybe the first reading would be the first part of uh, of the because it's a memoir piece. Okay. Um, there's a lot in the front two thirds of the book. I just finished it about two weeks ago, um, and the 
the basic story is that Mark Sakamoto's grandparents uh, on his father's side is Japanese. Mm-hmm. Uh, on his mother's side is Scottish Canadian. Mm-hmm. Uh, and his grand, his maternal grandfather served in the second world war and was uh, captured and served the rest of the war from about 42 to 45 in a Japanese camp. Wow. Oh wow! Uh, and then his grandparents, uh, his paternal grandparents, were in Vancouver and put to work camps after the Pearl Harbor attack in '41. Mm. Oh man! So a lot of the issues of how his parents got together doesn't really—he didn't get into how they got together specifically. Unfortunately, I'm hoping maybe the play will explore that more, mm-hmm. but. Uh, Mark Sakamoto spends a lot of time illustrating the issues that each grandparent went through uh, because of their situation and who they were right. and where they were at the time of the, of the war. And so his existence happened because his grandparents learned how to forgive each other uh, as people who were tortured slash abused by the system that they were in at the time Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Hmm. and hero being japanese born in sapporo this is a this is gonna be an interesting project for him Hmm. for sure yeah yeah it's very personal yeah (laughs) be interesting to watch that yeah and knowing he was doing it as i'm reading it i can imagine how it would be staged so i'm I'm looking forward to being able to see it one day cool hmm so talking about other pastors, of course, we have to talk about Pastor Nina, um, <laughs> played by Amanda Bruegel, who we got to meet at Fan Expo last year, and she is so sweet. Yeah, so she's nice. amazing. Um, mm-hmm. we, she's like a, a, a nice diva. Like she has a that. nice diva? <laughs> yeah, like she has, that, she has that air of like elegance and like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, it's the height. It yeah. probably is the height too, and she's just so beautiful. It's like, oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> And when we had met her, uh, of course, the rest of the cast had known us. Uh, there For was a while, Ben, yeah. Michael, and then everybody but Simu, pretty much. Um, but she, she was just really. She dove into saying hi to us and like give us hugs, mm-hmm, yeah. even though it was the first time meeting her. And um, at later on in their uh, their panel, it was really fun to see Paul and Amanda play off each other. Mm-hmm. Because yes. <laughs> uh, their their little fun rivalry, it, it really worked <laughs> on that panel. Yeah, for sure. You can catch that on YouTube if you look up Fan Expo Toronto. I'll look that. Yeah. yeah, I saw so much of it through your photos, yours and Colin. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I'll have to see if I can dig that up. Yeah, it's it's really fun watch. Um, I, there were a couple people who did a very good quality captures of it, and mm. um, the one thing that I liked coming out of that panel. Andrew had asked the panel, uh, what's one word that you would describe uh, season four without any spoilers? And (laughs) I remember hers. I still don't get hers. Yeah, we try to figure that out. She made a funny, she went, or something like that. And then Andrew was like, Tim Allen's going to be on the show. (laughs) Uh, I know what she means now. Oh. Was it? The scene where she's in the store. If if this is what I'm, I'm interpreting this correctly. Where she comes into the store and she mimics Appa and he goes, no. And she says it back to him. Oh, <laughs> oh my God, that might be it. Yeah. 
Huh. Yeah, because that, from what I saw, from what Paul posted, they couldn't get through the scene because she kept cracking up. Oh, so he blames her for cracking up and and wrecking the takes. Oh. But every time she, he says no, and then she mimics him and sings no back, and and she uh, she cracked up. And uh, yeah, and Paul, there's a, it was on his Instagram story at the time they. When the episode released, I guess it's sort of payback for um, for Appa imitating Pastor Nina back in season three at the uh, uh, the communication episode where they're all sitting in that circle. Mm. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no voices. <laughs> no voices. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they they have a fun little thing going on. It's mm-hmm. always fun to watch the two play off each other. And Amanda herself, she is busy doing so many things. Yes. She, I think she has the most high-profile projects of any, anybody coming out of Kim's, really. Mm. Uh, I'm just really trying to think. Is there, is there, is there anybody? Uh, oh, okay. Other than Simu. Okay, yeah. yeah. And, and her Instagram is insane. Like, I feel like even her everyday photos feel very stylized, and it's just always <laughs> perfect. It's like, how? <laughs> <laughs> Um. Yeah. Well, so she was of course, put her, son, her older son to the CSAs this year. Oh. Oh yeah, yeah. He's yeah. gonna be her date. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's it's very sweet. sweet. Yeah. Yeah. She. Her sons are cute. A pretend one at home. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's funny how um, uh, bringing up the CSAs. I was looking at pictures of, uh, of course, when we're doing all these lives. Or the the cast is showing pictures of their homes. It's funny that Andrew he's got this nice shelf built in his home for his CSA awards, and they're like oh, on yeah. the top shelves, <laughs> and it's like on this nice glass shelving and this nice built-in shelf in the wall. And I remember we were looking at something for Paul. I don't remember. It was remember. his geeky, or it was the unboxing of the, uh, uh, the Star, Star Wars. Wars. Geeky basement. Yeah, yeah, geeky basement. He was unboxing the Star Wars uh, collector's Skywalker Saga collector's edition mm-hmm. thing. I want that. Same. It's so <laughs> pretty. I don't have a Blu-ray player, but I want it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> and I remember looking in the background, you see an Ikea shelf full of other stuff. And yep. then two of his CSAs in the corner. <laughs> Just sitting on top. Paul is every man. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. not that they're not valued. No. It's just, you know, some people I, I had heard, they uh, when they win Oscars, they use them as doorstops. <laughs> oh, no. And they are heavy. I've uh, I've had the chance to pick one up. Ooh. Oh. I forget who's it belong, who, who it belonged to, but um, they are very heavy. So when actors come up on the stage and they pick it up and they make a comment about it, they're not lying. Mm, it's, it's a it's a very heavy award. Huh. Interesting. Fun yeah. fact. I, I wonder if the Canadian's it. any heavier, the CSA one. I don't think so. No? I think it'll be lighter. <laughs> it'll be lighter. <laughs> <laughs> the Oscars seems like a bigger thing, so they might put more money into making it. <laughs> so if we're, we're talking about Pastor Nina, we definitely have to talk about Jimmy. Jimmy Young, who is played by James Yee. Uh, when I first saw his real name, I'm like, really? No, 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 that can't be right. I got to look this up again. Uh, but yes, uh, his real name is James Yee. And he also plays Appa in the stage play of Kim's Convenience now, which is... Only oh. the third person, other, you know, second second after Paul. Yes. Mm. To, uh, to, to do that right. in this country. Yeah. Third, I forgot about the one that's running in Korea too, right? <laughs> oh. 
See, that's why Mel's on the show. She keeps me straight. I think, yeah, I think Jim, I think James is the second Canadian or was there another one before? I him? don't think so. I think it was uh, just Paul before that and uh, yeah. James is And then the, the Korean one. production. Yes, mm-hmm. that's right. Yeah. Um, and people who have seen James plays up, I would say there is obviously a huge contrast between Jimmy and Appa because their characters are so different. I found that Jimmy uh, sort of played like the new Mrs. Park for me. Yes, uh, new evil, bad <laughs> church Korean <laughs> that everyone hates. So when they spun that whole thing that, hey, he's dating Pastor Nina, it was like, wow, that is a heavy hitting like spin. I would have not predicted that. Um, No. A little less so now with the whole Gerald and (laughs) Janet thing. Oh, yes. Oh. Yeah. So I started to try to dig in to see if there was evidence that, you know, they were kind of leaving breadcrumbs for it. Um, Not really. No, I mean... Jim- For Nina and Jimmy, Nina and Jimmy. or, pa- or Ni- Gerald and oh, Janet? Gerald and Janet's a whole episode. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is. Yeah. It's like digging back to season one and two. But yeah, I, I have some notes on three and four, but I haven't even fully looked at them. But Jimmy and Pastor Nina. Uh, Jimmy's always kind of joke like, uh, ready for our coffee date? You know, stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. And he shows up with flowers and yeah, stuff. Yeah. So it makes me wonder the whole time... Was Pastor Nina always playing it off uh, at the Mm. point where Jimmy is doing all this stuff? Like, obviously, it's clear that he's going in for some sort of counseling or something. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, the one thing that I I would love to know is at the point where Jimmy is saying all this stuff, are they already doing all that? Are they already Mm. dating? Oh, and then like Pastor Nina is just trying to it like, not p- put like, it off in front of like, other ha, ha, people. Yeah, yeah, we're going to discuss that at your, uh, 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 you know, whatever. No, but she always tried to correct him and she'd be like, it's not a date. We're going to counseling. And she seems so frustrated with, with him misunderstanding the point of the meetings. Yeah. But I don't know. Maybe he eventually mm-hmm. wore her down. <laughs> well after the the scene in the hallway when he's talking oh, about uh Alma right. and pastor nina having a cat fight mm-hmm. and she tells him to take his check and shove it yep <laughs> and he was very shocked <laughs> that's yeah. that's true it probably would have happened after that point mm-hmm. and uh yeah i mean jimmy's an interesting character uh he's obviously a more layered past uh, not pastor nina uh mrs park yes in that way uh, but it would be fun to see Mrs. Park still come back. And that kind of leads me to my next point that it seems that a lot of characters on the show have only had like these like two season contracts and then they disappear forever. Like Nayong. Like what yeah, the heck happened with her? She had one her? season, no? No, two. Oh, no, she was on season yeah, two. two. Right, right. Yeah. She, she was like, in the second yeah. she when she and um, Kim Chi were together. together. Yeah. Which is still slightly mind boggling, but. <laughs> I don't know. For me, it is. I'm sorry. It's like, huh? Kimchi's a nice guy and he, he grows is. up a lot. No, but like at that point. And he's got a new girlfriend. Yes. Yeah. At that point, he wasn't. Like it felt like they were doing like a, a one night kind of thing, <laughs> right. which isn't mm-hmm. really Kimchi's character if he is a nice guy. You know what I mean? It was just. I well, I mean, we know that this is normal for Nayoung because he is the Toronto friend. Right. And she yeah. has a Waterloo Thomas friend. Right. Waterloo friend. <laughs> <laughs> but other characters uh, like that, again, Mrs. Park, uh, uh, she is the person that you love to hate. 
right? And mm. I, I don't know why. Well, maybe it's just commitments uh, that she couldn't make it on. Yeah. Um, it all comes down to scheduling. Yeah. And that's... For them. That kind of came up with uh, Samira, who's played by Getanesh uh, mm. Burhi. Um, yeah, so she... The reason how I know that... So she appeared, number one, she appeared in seasons one, two, and three. Three very briefly in a very short scene. Um, mm. And she mentions this because... Okay, so going back to how we know is that we're taking, or we were taking some Kimbit Korean lessons by another <laughs> guy who, his name's Melvin, he's mm-hmm. a new Kimbit, and uh, she's also taking those lessons as well. So mm-hmm. she's actually been learning Korean for four weeks right now. Up- yeah, that's, that's pretty cool what you guys are doing. I, I wish I had the brain power right now to do it. <laughs> I know what I, you mean. Yeah. No. I watch him do it, and I'm just like, uh. Yeah, when I was sitting through that, I'm like, I should know these things, but. Yeah, I have to actually sit here and learn. <laughs> yeah. Because it goes by really fast. But she's, she picks it up really fast. Mm-hmm. Um, she's actually legitimately trying to learn Korean, which is really cool to see. Mm-hmm. But she mentions the reason why she couldn't make uh, season four or be more in season three was just availability. It all mm-hmm. came down to mm-hmm. that. And yeah. Um, yeah, right now, Melvin's on trying to get... Uh, trying to get her back on the show by starting a campaign. <laughs> so we'll see how that goes with mm-hmm. the writers and yeah. everything. I mean, the writers have plenty of time right now to kind of figure out their thoughts and the storylines and where do you want to take it, right? Yeah, <laughs> it, it'll be interesting to see because Kim's has always touched on a lot of modern kind of subjects. Mm-hmm. I wonder if they're going to tackle COVID at some point. That's interesting, yeah. Mm. You like see up there and it, he has a plexiglass thing in front of him or <laughs> or kimchi comes in after isolation with the man bun because andrew's been uh, growing out his yeah. hair yeah i'm sure they're all gonna get makeovers and like haircuts before the show oh no. oh god yeah. yeah as soon as as soon as he is able he will be at at little london's front door <laughs> banging on the glass as soon as all the hairdressers are back right oh yeah, right. yeah. and i've right. noticed paul's beard's getting kind of yeah. yes <laughs> uh in his latest episode of uh, my geeky basement i noticed that it's like neatly <laughs> trimmed on the bottom but it's still like it's getting it's thicker scruffy. and it looks longer long. yeah. Yeah. yeah 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 and somebody's like nice beard <laughs> In the comments, I'm like, dude, seriously? It's like, come on, everyone has this problem His facial right now. hair is money. Yeah. Like, he's got to look a certain way, man. Yeah. Uh, yeah. People. Well, he was talking about shaving it off. He did, for yes. The, for charity. I think that's why he's letting it go. Oh. He, he mentioned, um, when was this? A couple of weeks ago, he mentioned that he was going to probably let it grow out a bit more mm. and then do a fundraiser. Nice. Probably for uh, Michael Garron Hospital or something like that. Oh, okay. um, some sort of fundraiser related to COVID-19. Yeah. So I think that's why he's leaving it as it is. And then just cutting it all off and having a shock effect. Yeah, and then and then having it grow back in time <laughs> to before they go into production. Yeah, I, I, I asked him on Twitter when he brought up the shaving of his beard. I'm like, dude, how long is it going to take you to grow out your beard he never answered me i guess it's kind of personal (laughs) but i don't think he'll be that long i don't know asians and facial hair it's it 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 takes a while yeah but the fact that he can grow a full beard 
like it's not patchy or like you know random i think he he's the type that can grow facial you, you hair. were looking at me intently in, no i mean like, when you said patchy and most asians have that problem i know well, that that was that was the line in in uh in date night <laughs> right and when Oma says oh this is fertile <laughs> yes, yes it was <laughs> Mm. The writers really nailed that one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so last on my list um, is Jeannie Park. I would love to see Jeannie make some sort of appearance back. It, mm. It'd be kind of interesting to see. Like a slightly more grown up Jeannie. Yeah, yeah. Come back and then, you know, she piques Jung's interest or something. I mean, there's a lot of other characters that could come back and play on these new couples. Uh, so you have Kimchi and uh, Gwen going at. So what happens when Nayeon comes back in the picture? Which I guess not really much since mm-hmm. they were just hooking around. Um, but <laughs> yeah, Shan and Jung. What happens when an old flame like Grace or, well, not so much Genie in this case, but yeah. comes back in the picture and they play with that. So yeah, the whole Shan Jung and all these relationship things is really another podcast, but... Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but Jeannie, uh, Tina, who plays Jeannie, mm-hmm. um, she's been pretty busy herself, starring yeah. recently in a movie called Queen of the Morning Calm. It's supposed to debut in the Canadian Film Festival. Do I got that right, Mel? Something like that? Yeah, I think yeah. so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we we're all supposed to go see it, but <laughs> yeah, COVID Clearly again. none of this is happening. Yeah. Uh, but it is supposed to be out on the Super Channels sometime in May, so I'm trying to figure out how to get that so I can watch it. Mm. Did they announce for the film festival that anything's going to be posted online for Ye- like an... Not online. Okay. So uh, with the film festival, when I went on their website, they said a lot of their films are going to appear on the Super Channel and okay. some other... There are different ways to stream the same movies, but mm-hmm. uh, yeah, the one accessible to us here in Canada, which is funny, uh, Canadian is, Film Festival, yeah, <laughs> is the Super Channel, which okay. we got to subscribe yeah. to. I think. Awesome! Another subscription! Yay! Subscriptions! <laughs> I even subscribe to CBC Gem, so I don't get the commercials. So yeah, I can just watch it straight. So, you're welcome, so CBC. Did you go- Go for the upgrade? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I go for the. Oh, okay, that's yeah. Because I'm, I'm sort of uh, torn on that because I do. I had a subscription to it before. It was called Gem, but mm. uh, I'm being a, uh, a national broadcaster, and we already pay for it in our tax dollars. <laughs> <laughs> sort of uh, hesitant to pay them more money. I, f- that's I feel just fair. so I can get commercials. I feel, out of I feel it. the same, but. Now it's like it's the only way to get a hold of season four of Kins if I need to rewatch. So like for the notes, it was like <laughs> I can't sit through this commercial anymore. It's I've already seen it like eight times. I have to get yeah. through this. <laughs> um, Do we miss anybody? Yeah, I mean, we didn't do Raj. Yeah, we didn't do Raj. We didn't do Gerald. Uh, Ishan. Yeah. The only thing I noticed about him, uh, there was a little bio thing I saw. Uh, he's a graduate of the National Theater School. Oh. Um. Other than that, I mean, his credits, I've seen him on Hudson and Rex. Uh, he pops up as a day player on a lot of other stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but he also, his brother is an artisan who does, uh, works with wood, oh. does boards <laughs> and, and various furniture. And Ishan also does uh, ink. Like he will 
He's part of this, or he follows this group on Instagram called Toronto Inc. And they make inks, alcohol inks, out of anything and everything. Oh. So, um, you know, you go out and you get, uh, you know, leaves or berries or something, mm-hmm. and they create inks out of it, and they'll do a little sample of it. And he made, he did an Instagram story on one of them, and it, it sort of had an explosion. <laughs> it was a green color and something happened oh. and it sort of popped all over his kitchen <laughs> oh, no. and made a bit of a mess. And I did comment to him about it and I got a response. Um, but uh, yeah, his stuff on Instagram basically is, he seems very zen hmm. in his approach to everything. He's, he's very understated. Okay. So he's sort of like a, in real life, Nathan. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, actually, in a, a little bit, yeah. <laughs> but uh, he he seems uh, he's very much into the art and uh, and you know he's uh, he does the TV. I think just to you know make the living. Right. But mm-hmm. I'd like to see him on stage on something. Yeah, that'd be cool. Mm. There's a lot of these secondary people that I would love to meet and really get the the nitty gritty of their stories. I mean, all these guys are really interesting. Uh, especially with all our fan meetups and getting to meet all these guys, it's uh, really nice <laughs> to get to know their personalities, their real personalities. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kevin Medell, we were su- so we actually got tickets to go see Come From Away, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> that was like probably the one night that he wasn't playing. <laughs> I know, I was so upset. Well, the second, the second of nights because I didn't see him. Oh, okay. Oh, <laughs> He was on his honeymoon oh. when we went to see him in August uh, a couple of years ago. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, we saw... We s- one of the hottest days that summer, <laughs> and it was so nice to be in the Royal Alex in air-conditioned comfort <laughs> yeah. uh, watching the show. <sighs> yeah, one we day. We were looking forward to it, and we're like, hey, we're, there's a face out we know, like, it'll be awesome. Yeah. <laughs> and then I look Plastered at... Plastered all over all the buses. Yeah. <laughs> and then you get the, the insert, cars. and it's like, nope. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I mean, the show was amazing otherwise, yes, but yeah, still. Mm-hmm. it would have been cool. Mm-hmm. <sighs> yeah, Kevin was only in Gay Town Boys, uh, in Gay Discount as one of the Gay Town Boys. Right. And his his acting partner in that scene, uh, Paolo Santolucia, um, is a Soul Pepper uh, oh, performer. Okay. He's done a lot of, he was supposed to be in The Seagull with uh, Soja, mm. but oh, ended up getting canceled mm. because of COVID. Um <sighs> So he's a longtime Soul Pepper guy. Mm. Kevin, I first saw um, on reruns of a show called Sunnyside, oh. which City TV was running. I probably, it, I would suspect it started on Comedy Channel or something like okay. that. It's uh, it's pretty rough. <laughs> <laughs> it's very very satirical and and uh, very funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, kind of, what's the word I want? I don't. Uh, it's very raw. Uh, it's it's definitely not for primetime viewing. Okay. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Um, there's a lot of interesting stuff in it, but uh, it's... I can't think of the right word. Describe <laughs> <laughs> it without sounding really crude, okay. but uh, it's it's really funny. Um, he was also on Working Moms in the first yes, season. Yes, I remember uh, that. Mo Daniels. Yep. Uh, so I would suspect the reason we didn't see him was mainly because of Come From Away, because there's eight shows a week. Oh. Uh, so that's your life. Right. When you get doing a show like that, you're not, you don't have time no. for anything else. 
So thanks again, Mel, for joining us. If you are a podcaster looking for a super interesting and well-researched guest, Mel's the one you want. <laughs> so where can people find you, Mel? Uh, Twitter handle is at color66. And definitely use that podcasters. It's a lot of fun to have Mel on the show. So thanks for coming on again. Oh, I love it. It's, it's been great to be able to still do it. <laughs> so if you have any comments, questions, or stories to share, tweet me at MikeYUAN82. And now a message from our sponsors. Forgot where you kept your snack apple knife? Possibly your best friend's name? Or maybe you walked out dressing like your Oma again? From the makers of Not Best, but Still Pretty Good, is a new app, Smart Belt. A helpful reminder app that's more effective than a broken smoke detector. You'll never forget again to just drop by everyday style. Until the next time. Okay, see ya.